heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Stay informed about the state of racing with RSN's Racing Pulse. Welcome back to Racing Pulse. Great to have your company on this Wednesday, and it's great to have Nick Ryan in the studio. How are you, Nick? Very well, thanks, Michael. How was the morning at track work? Yeah, good morning. Um, Wednesday morning, pretty cruisy. Had a, a truckload to the beach and a bit of slow work, but um, all's well. How often do you take them down to, I assume, Altona Beach, is it? Yeah, Altona. So m- mainly post-running, ru- post-gallops, um, or if there's any issue with any swelling. But, yeah, it's a, it's only 15, 20 minutes down to Altona, and um, yeah, it's a great beach. They love it, don't they, the horses? Yeah, they certainly do. Just uh, puts a spring in their step. How many have you got nowadays? <coughs> uh, so we've got 32, barn of 32 that's full at the moment, which is um, which is a really good number. Um, staff-wise, we've really got a handle on it, and things are running pretty smoothly. How many have you got on the books so that you've always got the rotation of uh, 32 full boxes? Yeah, look, it's sort of, you know, it's up and down, you're... you're moving horses on and 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 um every week and and quite often so you look it'd be nice to have 70 or 80 on the books and then you you know you, you've got your pre-trainers full up and um one in one out sort of rotation and how are you finding the business now um because you've built it up over the last three four years to get to this size with you know having good people working for you the business side as well as the training side yeah look it's um I sort of probably the last twelve months um, or the twelve months prior, we 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 got to around forty forty five in work, and things were quite hectic. And um, talking with Simon Miller when he stayed with me um, with Amelia's Jewel, he's got the quite the boutique operation over mm. in Perth, where it's, it's the same. He's got thirty two in work. He likes to have a hundred on the books, and um, he's just got them banked up at the pre trainers and. Um, yeah, it looks uh, and I, it made made sense to me. So, um, focusing on quality, not quantity, and and um, running a smooth ship. Um, what was that period like with Amelia's Jewel there? When you've got you've got good horses, but she is probably the next level above to have a close eye on her about what he does. And did you learn anything? Yeah, look, she's she's certainly a different gravy to any horse that I've ever trained. Um, uh, albeit she only had the the one hiccup where where she wasn't right and the two rack things didn't go away. But um, yeah, I galloped a couple of horses with her and um, you know you'd see her feed bin in the morning and the night it was always empty and um, she'd come out pig rooting the next day and um, yeah the time she was running she was doing it on her ears. It, it um, yeah and the time with Simon was obviously fun. He's a very fun, <laughs> likable guy. Uh, does he train her any differently, or it's just like a uh, a normal good horse you built in the stable. Oh, I think if anything, just just from from what I saw, she's a very good doer. So he's probably got to keep the work up to her. Um, like I think the night she won at the Valley, um, she beat Princess Jenny. Mm. That was a later race. I was at the stables at quarter to four that morning, and her feed bin was not a skerrick in it. Mm. She had no butte. Um, it was I, was, I was actually um, gobsmacked to see it. Because um, after a, a, a tough run, they can sometimes not want to eat everything, is that right? Oh, especially night races. By the mm. time you get 
you know, you leave the valley at 9.30, 10, you're back at what, quarter past 10.30 and you're away at 11, you know, we're back there three or four hours later um, after a tough run. It's, um, you know, for a mare, she's she's very tough and very good door. So if anything, I'd say when she's that well, he's, he's just probably got to keep the work up to her yeah. to keep her fit because, and, and she would she would do most of her work, most of the work easier than, than the average horse. So, um, yeah, I think that's the thing with better horses as well. Did you get to have a sit on it? No, I didn't. I didn't. She, um, Siobhan, her track rider was over and um, she did all the work. At, um, I would have liked to. Mm. <laughs> what do you think's the best horse you've ever sat on is? Um, it's, a, it's a good question. Um, obviously, a Lingy. I saw some highlights yeah. of her winning the Thousand Guineas and the Blue Diamond actually yesterday. Um, she was pretty special. I, <laughs> You're probably happy about this. I was trying to get the replay of the... Uh, Empire Rose. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find it. You got out and raced them all, uh, which was uh, uh, she was a bit stiff. And that was the day you were going to win your first Group One. Yeah, that was the worst trot back up the roses I've ever had at Flemington. Um, but yeah, look, uh, Bossy went to the front on Miss Potential and got some cheap sectionals, and I was through back the fence, and uh, was a tragedy beaten. Mm. What was that like returning to Lee then? Uh, Lee was fine. Lee was actually, um, I copped some, some ripper sprays off Lee. Um, but that day he was, he was very good. Yeah. Um, he obviously knew that, um, you know, she was unlucky, but, um, yeah, I was, uh, pretty devastated that, um, yeah, he just took me aside and said, don't worry, move on. There you go. Mm. Talking with Nick Ryan, who was champion, uh, former jockey, now trainer. Just in that, that era when you were the, the gun go to hoop, how do you compare the pressure of of riding in those big races on on favoured runners compared to now training your own horses? Um, yeah, that's another good question. I guess um, as a jockey, I think once you're on the on their back and on the way the gates, everything's out the window. Mm. Um, as a trainer, as as you know, you've got a lot more people to answer to, and um, you know you've got twenty, thirty owners there um, after the race, so. Um, I think the more the expectation and, and the training is more stressful, um, whereas riding, you, you're back in the jockey's room, you speak to the jockey tra- owners and trainers for two or three minutes, you're back on the jockey's room and you're focusing on your next race, so, mm. you, so you move on very quickly, whereas a trainer, it's, um, yeah, there's a lot more expectation and a lot more responsibility. Do you find yourself, not that you guys get much sleep, um, lying awake planning your preparations of horses? Yeah, for sure. Like, um, you know, as I said, I've got 32 in work and 70 or 80 on the books and even the ones in the paddock, you've got to be thinking about when they're coming back and where you're going. You've got to have an end goal, otherwise you sort of end up in no man's land. So it's very hard at times to, to switch off. How many Group 1 runners would you have had now as a trainer? Um, I would say I'm not sure... Exactly, I'm not a big stats man, but it would be it would be struggling to be over a dozen. Yeah, what's uh, the closest? Dice roll in the Rupert Clark got Peter a, a whisker. Yes, that's right. Two years ago. Yeah. Well, it would be a little bit of karma if you could go one better with Mutamek on Saturday, and you've done a ripper job with this horse since he's come over from Hong Kong. Yeah, he's a he's a beauty. He's um <clears throat> he's a trainer's dream, really. He's he's an eight year old, rising nine. Um, Touchwood is he's very very sound. He's uh, straightforward. He eats well. Um, 
he does well. He's a uh, he's a very easy horse to read. He he lets you know how he's feeling every every, every day, whether that be out on the track covering a pig route or bouncing around in in the rolls. So um, it's more or less about getting him fit, and once he's fit, keeping him happy. We heard that um, he was flying before that first up run in the Ollie. Where he was so stiff he couldn't get a run. Um, has he bounced out of that race? Yeah, he has. I think I, I said to Hutchie going into Derby Days that it, it's, he's more wound up first up than I'd, I'd had him before. Obviously, coming off the, the winter in Queensland, he had plenty of residual and he'd done, he'd done well from it. So, um, yeah, he's bounced through it as good as, as, good as you could expect. Um, so we're really happy with him and... Um, yeah, I guess I've been trying not to think about it too much. I just want to get him to there Saturday in his best uh, condition as I can, and um, we'll go from there. What what Barry would you like to get with him? Oh, look, I, every time you speak about it or <laughs> <laughs> tell someone I'd like this barrier... You Say know, 19. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I think in the lap of the gods, I don't want to say it. I'll just, just, um, just give us a chance. Is your horse that... Can sit six, fifth, sixth, seventh. It doesn't have to be all the way back. Yeah, for sure. I think he's he's pretty versatile. Um, you know, the the other day when when Blake rode him, we thought we'd we'd sort of follow him across and roll the dice and be sort of just off him three three deep with cover. And sort of didn't work out that way. And I don't know how Blake ended up three back the fence, mm. but um, it was a fifteen out of ten ride. So look, I guess. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's out of our control what barrier draws, but he certainly, if he was to draw uh, low or, or, or a decent gate, um, he certainly can hold a spot. And he's an eight-year-old, as you say, but he's racing as well as ever. So you're going to head to the West all going well? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was so four weeks from Saturday, 16th of December. It's the Damien Oliver, the Gold Rush, $1.5 million, 1,400-metre race. So he's tentatively booked on um, a plane Monday night mm. to Perth. Have you done much uh, travelling away from home with Hutchie, Clint Hutchison? No, I haven't. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be on guard. Uh, the Hong Kong final, though, has been... Such a good one for your stable. Obviously, dice roll back in the day. You've had a few others. So, is that something that you're going to be looking to expand on further? Oh, for sure. If there's a few more Munamex coming back, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd grab them with both hands. Um, is Hutchie bringing a few more out? Yeah, look, I think that there certainly will be. Um, they've obviously got to be the right. You mm. know, Hutchie's, Hutchie knows um, Hong Kong better than anyone. And obviously, um, and Casper as well. So, um, yeah, I think there's certainly, if it's the right fit, um, there'd definitely be more on the cards. At the moment, what's what's the makeup of your stable? How many do you buy per year from the yearling start, uh, sales, older horses, etc.? Yeah, look, um, we uh, last season I've bought 12 yearlings, um, been, been handed a few, so I've got probably... Uh, 16 two-year-olds coming through. Um, probably the best crop that I've purchased as far as sticking my neck out and paying a little bit of money and um, and um, how they've developed. I'm really looking forward to them. And uh, that's in consultation with your father-in-law, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah Jeff Gordon. Um, so obviously we started off you know, buying a 
the Muhammad Aces for twenty four thousand mm. at Vobus Gold sales, and you know Express Pass thirty eight thousand Vobus Gold. So, um, you know we've quite we've sort of cranked it up a little bit each year. What's and, the most expensive you bought now? Uh, the most expensive horse we brought was a Dundee Colt out of Cardiac from uh, Muscreek Farm, Melbourne Premier. So he's just two, he's two now, and um, yeah. So and prior to that was Wolfie. Um, yep. How much were they? Two hundred eighty thousand um, dollar classic Sydney classic sale. And oh, so. was it a, a an easy process to fully syndicate? Um, somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat for sure. I think. Obviously, we've been very, very, um, very cautious. Obviously, and and you know, r- recent success over the last couple of years has given us confidence, and uh, and we've gained some very loyal clients and good owners, and had some good interest, which has given us mm. confidence to go out and do that. Oh, that's good. We'll take a quick break. Nick Ryan's in the studio. On the other side, we'll drill down on a few of the individual horses that'll be racing over the next week or two, and try and find you a winner. And if you want to race a horse with Nick Ryan, I'm sure there's a share uh, around somewhere that you can get involved in as well. All that's still to come. The news and stories from Racing's Heartland. This is RSN's Racing Pulse. Great to have Nick Ryan in the studio talking about Munamek in the Group 1 uh, Ned's uh, Rupert Clark Stakes on Saturday. But um, you've got a really good team at the moment as well. And I see... Port Albert um, going to be heading up to Canterbury on Friday night with Tim Clark in the saddle. Yeah, correct. Um, he was his impressive mm. winner of the country final sprint at the the Valley the other night. And look, he's a he's he's been a very handy, honest, genuine horse. It's it's a real short course horse. Got a liking for the Valley, and there wasn't much around for him for the next six or seven weeks. And um, we thought uh, the 78-1100 at Canterbury Friday night might be up his alley. So Timmy Clark in the saddle knows how to ride a front runner. Absolutely. So is that something that um, you'll consider doing more often, is is floating them interstate? Oh, for sure. I think um, something uh, that uh, I think you need the, the right horse, obviously, at the right time. But um, it's something that, yeah, I haven't done a, a, a lot of and um, I'd like to like to um get better at you've got a lot entered for the valley for saturday as well who's going who's going where are, are you going to run material dreams and the thoroughbred club stakes she's looked really good three from three yeah she'll certainly take her place um she's very um very progressive untapped sort of filly on the way up she's three from three not many do that and um she beat the whole older horses the other day at bendigo and um she had a bit of a mishap early in her prep, so we wanted to have her up, um, obviously, um, going into spring a bit earlier. But, look, we had to be patient, and um, I think uh, to sh- the way she's come on from Bendigo and her work yesterday is certainly um, certainly a good opportunity for her to get some black type. And you've got another horse who ran really well last start at Bendigo. He's beset a former Kiwi. He went via the Cape, and the other Kiwi, Jimmy's uh, star, cut the corner, and just was too strong in the end, but you were arguably the better run in the race. Yeah, I, I thought that as well, Michael. He, <laughs> he was a big run. He's a he's a really nice horse. I got a lot of time for him. Um, come over from New Zealand from Oak Stud, and um, he was. Uh, I thought he'd be very hard to beat off what he'd shown me at home going to Bendigo. Um, there was no fault of Blake McDougall's. Things just didn't work out, and um, 
uh, Blake's chin was at his brilliant best on Jimmy the Star of Kieran Mars. So, mm. look, he'll go to um, Cranbourne Saturday week. There's a up-and-comers, Class 3 um, race. It's a restricted race for horses. The Class 3 horses that have had 10 or less starts. So it's a $175,000 race, um, over 1,500 metres. And I see you've got um, an internationally bred horse who's been going well as uh, as well lately, Harrison. Um, is this something you've done previously or is this your first kind of dipping the toe in the European? No, so that's Hurricane you're talking about. Hurricane, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's actually a horse that my, my stepfather brought from Tattersall's yearling sales. We purchased him as a yearling over over in the UK and we had him broken in there and brought him out and he's um he's a, obviously he's a really nice staying type of horse in the making and um, he's still probably 12 months away but he's really starting to put it together but um, probably the last two years um, there's been a, a bit of a business plan and put in place that would focus um, would still buy our yearlings but we'd focus on some imports and lightly raced imports here's the first yearling we brought but um, the horses I'm talking about the likes of Cap de Joie and, and Divas Romulus yeah. and um, yeah and as everyone knows these, these imports can take time once they settle in and um, it's exciting to have a bunch of them even going into next year in the autumn and in the next 12 months Oh, it's exciting times ahead when you get a good win a big win you know do your more affluent owners tend to look after the staff maybe sling you know a little bit of money here a little bit of money there uh, I do have um, a couple of uh, very loyal um, good owners um, that know who they are that that always look after the staff yes mm, all right well maybe you can tell your next owner to do that Clint Hutchison joins us uh, Hutchie Hong Kong Hutchie how are you how do I come in after that? How do I come in after that, Michael? You are crazy. <laughs> I thought he would have been talking about you. <laughs> Is that right, Nick? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you given riding instructions for Saturday yet, Hutchie? No, no riding instructions, but it's great to have Luke come down. I know Luke's got a good relationship with Nick and... Um, yeah, we look, it looks like there's good speed in the race, so I think that might work out nicely for us as well. And um, I'm sure Nick has him trained to the minute, as he has all along, and hopefully want to make him do what he does. He's such an honest little fella. It's, uh, it's been fantastic to be on the ride, and long may it continue. He's been phenomenal, hasn't he? Do you Are you a confident trainer to your owners, or do you try to not um, build up the expectations? I guess, um, I guess there's horses that are really trustworthy and genuine and then you know that they're going well they're going to run well um so i guess it's a it's horses for courses type thing and um obviously the other day derby day i, I knew that um he was uh Munamek was that well i knew he's going to run well but we drew 16 so um and, and the way things panned out, he was a little bit stiff but it, he did run well so horses like him when, when they're going well i can can be uh can be confident yeah and uh, there's a few more Hong Kong horses coming out, Hutchie? Yeah, we've got another one that's sort of... Um... Oh, we might have lost him. We might try and get him back there because um, we need to get some Honkers mail from Hutchie as well. While we try and get um, Clint back, is Port Albert the one outside of Munamek we want to be backing this week or is there anything else around the country that you like? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I, without um, seeing the fields, and uh, there's only 15 noms, but Port Albert's uh, he's he's a horse that's uh, got good gate speed. He's 
very rarely run a bad race. I think Canterbury, as long as he takes the right-handed direction well, he'll be hard to beat. Uh, got Hutchie back now. Um, Hutchie, you were just saying about maybe one more coming out at the moment? Yeah, yeah, we've got another one that sort of he's only been back a little while. He, he had an injury, but um, hopefully he'll be on the road to recovery and he stays sound. And Nick hasn't been in Nick's system just yet, but uh, we'll give him a better chance to to uh, to get back healthy and hopefully um, we'll have another one that we can have a lot of fun with. Well, hopefully we can make some money tonight that we can just throw on Munamek because uh, I'm reading between the lines that he's almost a good thing in the Rupert Clark on Saturday. So. Oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> we'll save that for Saturday. We'll save that for Saturday morning. Uh, uh, what about tonight at Happy Valley? Yeah, no, it's a good meeting tonight. I think there's a there's a couple of nice chances. I think the first we get a little bit of money early. Like I said, I know you got an early bedtime, uh, Michael, so we'll probably get up early, but. Um, I think Casper Sounds can win the opening race with Valhalla, who's a horse racing really well, drawn gate one, um, goes to 1,200, which is a real positive. He's on the wrong part of the track the other day. The inside wasn't ideal, and he sort of came through to win it, and then uh, just the wheels were spinning a bit late. Um, he is favourite. He's about 270, 280, but it's not a strong race, and I thought um, he looked pretty hard to beat. So that's race one, number 10. And outside of that, I thought... I was surprised this horse hasn't come up a bit shorter later in the night. It might be because he's going to um, Happy Valley for the first time, Taj Dragon. He, um, he's won his last start, trainer up there flying at the moment, young guy called Pierre Rung has got him, and Zach won on the other day. Beat The horse he beat came out and won called Super Winner, and at the moment he's about $5. It's, um, it's a competitive race, but it's race seven, number eight, Taj Dragon. I think he's won two this season. I think he can make it three. So race one, number 10, get the cash early. Race seven, number eight, the two best from Hutchie uh, at Happy Valley tonight. Um, well, mate, good luck at Happy Valley and good luck with Munamek on Saturday. He deserves a change of luck, Hutchie. He does. Well, he, he, he was a great ride from uh, Blake the other day. It was just a, a little unfortunate. There wasn't much he could do. So it would have been nearly the would have been the second best ride in the carnival laps of the cup winner, I reckon, if he had got up. But no, we were happy and... Uh, Hopefully he gets the breaks, and I think Luke deserves a bit of change of luck, so hopefully Luke can get it done on the weekend. So who's on Who's on Saturday? Luke Curry. Luke Curry, yeah, because Blake can't make the weight. Correct. Yeah, I th- or Hutchie sacked him. <laughs> I think he took the ride on IME before. Oh, okay. Beforehand, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, if you win the group... They, 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 they don't have a lot of loyalty to these jockeys, Michael. They, they jump off very quick, you know that. <laughs> well, hopefully you can look after them uh, when you get a group one on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, of course I'm anti-joking. And, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one with IME over that trip, but, yeah, we're hoping for the best. So uh, we'll be out there with uh, bells and whistles and hopefully we'll be shouting home in front. Good on you, Hutchie. Good luck. Cheers. And, Nick, good luck to you too, mate. Uh, it's been a long wait. Uh, it's only a matter of time. Hopefully that time comes on Saturday with Mutamek. Fingers crossed he draws a good gate because he's going to be mighty hard to beat in the Rupert Clark. Thanks, Michael.